0: Welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast that covers everything in the English sense there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we are a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian NKC. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show on Twitter, that is at HE at Pond. Email the podcast, that is Hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, where you can find all of the latest, everything in the English language covering the Eintracht in one convenient location. That is facebook.com slash H-E-F pod. So, I don't do this podcast alone, especially when we have fun matches to discuss. So, uh, going around the horns, uh, we have Nathan in St. Louis. Hey, Brian, what's up? (laughs) Much and more. Uh, we have Chris in Detroit. Hello. And of course, uh, well, he's actually been on the podcast once before, and he is making his return, this time as a panelist, and that's why I kind of introduced myself as Brian NKC, because it is Brian in Houston who joins us. Brian, how are things in uh, the Lone Star State?
1: Uh, things, are, uh, things are pretty good down here. Good to have you, Brian. Good to
0: hear. Um, things did not go as well for uh, Eintracht at the weekend. <sighs> Boys, this was a this was a rough one. <sighs> there's there's so many ways to start analyzing Eintracht versus Dortmund. It really was a stinker that we can... of uh, and but hey, you know what? The Adi Hutter era also started out with a couple uh turds uh all in a row. So, you know what? At the end of the day, it is dormant and we saw what was on display. Um I'm going to get the initial thoughts uh from you guys. So, let's let's start with Brian. How did you take this thing in?
1: Well, I mean I mean it was just a disaster and the 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 difficult thing for me too is it's just like erling holland is just that much better than us like there were times where we were just trying to take him down and foul him and we we couldn't even do that so like Mm. it's not like you know after the first time i was like okay we'll make an adjustment it'll be okay and then when it happened the second time i'm like we're in trouble and then the third time i was like we're not stopping this guy so, like, it was just a disaster from start to finish for, for me. And there were some good spots in there here and there, but defensively, it was just a nightmare.
0: Defensively, I think, would be the way to go about it. Um, in case anyone is wondering, I'll just kind of read out the starting lineup, shall I? So, we had Kevin Trapp in goal. You had the back three of Ilsenka, Hinterreger, You On the left, you had Kostic. In the middle, you had Hasebe so. You had Costa on the right, Kamada, Barcock, uh playing behind Borey. So, Chris, I know you've been uh, biting, you know, chomping at the bit to speak your piece on this. How do you take it, him?
2: <laughs> I'm ready to go straight to hashtag. What are we drinking?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was not the answer I expected. <laughs>
2: Well, um, but if I have to give some input here, um, it, damn, I, I mean, nobody really expected us to win the way we looked so bad against uh, Mannheim in the cup. And then we had a lot of adjustments to make against a lower division team. I don't think anyone really expected us to come back. I was kind of optimistically thinking maybe we could take a point. Um, but if anything, I thought there was a regression in our play. Uh we could not mark a man anywhere on the field. We couldn't shadow a guy that we knew we needed to shadow all day long. We we were being running people are running circles around our fastest players. That's not supposed to happen. I do think and our fastest player's it.
0: not supposed to I, be Mokoto I, Aceba either.
2: Right. I, I do think uh Dortmund played maybe the best they could possibly play. I don't think that was average for them. I think that was one of their best performances. Um mm. but if I have to take one positive out of it, we had 3 shots on target compared to 1 against Mannheim. So, you know, what <laughs> we still suck. We got a lot. To
0: <laughs> uh gosh, rough. Uh Nathan, uh can you shed any light on how did you take it in? This was a this was an ass kicking.
3: Yeah, it was a beating. Somebody. Yeah, Holland could. Uh, it felt like he could take us alone, just one man on the. He field. is a one man wrecking crew. Not gonna lie, run. he is yeah.
0: just a unit.
3: Yeah. Um, now, there's not really many highlights outside of the 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 dudes who got their first starts. You know, we get to see the their unfortunate start to their, to their Eintracht careers, but. Um, yeah all the illusions people are drawing to Hutter are are, are apt, I suppose, because we just look completely lost. Um, and yeah I, I I every moment of that game, our defense and defensive midfield looked like they did not know what they were doing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, i I'm scratching my head from top to bottom, like everyone is to blame. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that is very apt indeed. Um so what uh, look you know I ran out the lineup of the players that did not participate. Okay. That ill sinker that oof, Uh that was ugly. Um I thought that Kevin Trapp could have saved two of those goals quite easily uh, in the first half and Mm. just saying he makes those saves okay yes i was asking quite a lot of the guy but at least then you're not going into the locker room the you know the changing room just feeling like wow we shit the bed uh we got nothing to go up against this guy these guys this is already over and that's the way that they that the players performed for the rest of the match yeah. for those who were the starters, in my opinion. For sure. And here who who can say that, you know, any of these guys would have done better, but like, okay, let's start out with the defense, which, you know, Nathan pointed out, and basically everyone pointed out, uh, was the <laughs> the turd. Uh <laughs> In <laughs> this performance, like, okay, uh, who do we, you know, is Lens supposed to be in the match? Is Doom supposed to be in the match? Is Tuta supposed to be in the match? And guess what, folks? That's all we got left for when it comes to guys, you know, coming off the bench and performing in a defensive capacity. And one of those guys probably would be playing exactly where Costa cost and that's kind of... Uh, you know, a wingback sort of winger role.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we had a real problem where Kostic had to run way too much. And the fact that he had true. to cover, we're accustomed to him covering ground from end to end. The problem was he didn't have any help over there. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we, we had plenty of possession of the ball, sitting around 40% possession. Um, but the difference is the ball was not on Kostic's foot. And we had it. What happened? Yeah, he had uh, two guys
0: suddenly popped. Another guy popped up and they just wanted to squish him.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. he had no support. And I know, None. you know, you were just saying we don't know who's supposed to be in or where they're supposed to be right now. We don't know that. But Glassner is supposed to know that his staff is supposed to have some sort of idea what direction they want to go with these substitution patterns. And we look better after the changes. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. just because they were fresh legs over tired ones on the other side, but I do think we have to stop looking at who's been here the longest they deserve to play versus who's going to provide the best opportunity for Totally, us. I'm willing mm-hmm. to set some names we're familiar with for guys that want to get there and earn their spot. I thought Lindstrom, I've talked great things about him for months now, but I really mm-hmm. thought the way he um, gets the ball distributes the ball a little bit. He's very raw, but I thought he had that energy and that motivation even down 4-1, 4-2, 5-2. I want that kind of drive. I don't care how long you've been with the club. I don't care if you're flirting with Saudi Arabia and, you know, you're just kind of bored with being here. I want the guys that want to play and will play hard for it.
0: I mean, it's not like a certain player who is being linked with going to Saudi Arabia is going to be making Miguel Cabrera money. That's not that much more that he'll be making uh, if he makes a move. And I think that that sets the wrong sort of tone within the squad. Uh, look, we can get into the like players leaving, players entering kind of rumors in a second. And I do think that uh, Lindstrom uh, did provide a good, good upgrade on Barcock. Yeah. But I even noticed like there were moments that there was some combination play between Barcock and Kamada that you were like, Okay, I see something. Let's see where we go from there. And honestly, Brucey Dortmund, they did not have the nor They did not have like a single traditional center back in there. And yet those guys just snuffed us out like, you know, someone putting out a candle.
2: Yeah. And, well, you just mentioned Kamada. We've seen flashes from him for a couple years now. He's older. We don't want flashes anymore. Show me the regularity.
0: Yeah. That is very true, and I always got to think of this in this sort of capacity. Borussia Dortmund, uh, to quote uh, another American uh, podcaster on another podcasting platform, if anyone really wants me to reference it, I can do that at a later time. Uh, Borussia Dortmund always starts off the season within the Bundesliga making you think like, Oh my God! You're going to yeah. challenge Bayern for the flipping title, and as we saw uh, just recently, as not exactly in, in, the, in the in the the DFL Super Cup, I should kind of preface that. Um, I think that Dortmund really just showed up ready to play, and maybe I mean I, you know, their three one loss to Bayern. And uh, you can kind of look into, you know, the way that they tactically uh, showed up was totally different from the way that they kind of suited up against us, playing with two at the front instead of one uh, with Holland, uh, who just kicked the living crap out of us. But look at the way that you know, I look. I I'd like to think that Borussia Dortmund came out prepared. Came out ready to freaking kill, and if you have a Borussia Dortmund who has got that sort of motivation, they are freaking going to go for it. And very few teams within this league can take whatever punch that they will throw and be able to punch them right back. And I don't. We all will agree that Eintracht is still finding themselves under the Glasner era. And maybe, you know, uh, 12 months down the road, we could be able to pull, you know, like go toe-to-toe with him and, uh, you know, in that sort of capacity. But I don't think that the Eintracht, uh, the way – just, hey, look, we're changing in a totally different pattern Uh, from Hutter to Glasner. And I think Tessich – to Rosa is more about, you know, continuing that attacking form. And I think that the, the contrasting styles for line sure. track coaches is to an extent that we're going to have a lot of lumps before things. We're going to have take a lot of lumps before things get better. Look at the Alihota era and how yeah. things started off so weak in the fact that, you know, it almost took when we entered the Europa League. Group phase for us to start pulling ourselves out of it, and then a wonderful season
3: yep. happened in the eighteen nineteen uh, Eintracht season. So as 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 bad as this was, you know, just kind of flipping it with your you know your your optimism there, Brian. Um, like you know in the in the Bundesliga, you have to score about three goals a game to stand a chance. Like that's and or have a killer defense. Shitty. Right, right, but and as shitty as we played, and I'm not making any excuses for how we played, but like positioning it like you are, we have this whole new system. We have a ton of turnover, like more turnover than we normally do. And we typically have a little bit more, I feel like, than a normal club. Um, a system's changing, and we still scored two goals. Admittedly, one of them you could, you a could say it was own goal. Goals. That was hilarious. You could, you, I was. You could say that up. this was a. You could say that this was a 4-1 game mm-hmm. cuz I you know, one of Holland's goals he was he was obviously offsides. I thought that um, was I the, the Reina goal. goal. Or yeah. I mean shoot no, that you could say then it should be a
0: 3-1 cuz I thought VAR was kind of shitting their pants on this one and we got bailed out on two occasions even then sure yeah, yeah. but anyways uh,
3: yeah but I'm just saying like we I think I think offensively in my opinion and you can argue I feel like Barcock and um, Kamada I I don't know where they fit in our lineup I arguably I think uh, Lindstrom and and uh, Hauga made the case that they should at least get a chance to start Um, but I I have some positivity Mm -hmm. there it's just like this black hole of like how do we give trap a defense that works for him? Um, Cause we, we have, I don't know. There's this weird thing in Frankfurt where everyone's just so stout and like, they get so defensive about our defense and how great it is. And I'm like, look at the last two seasons. We, we get scored on so much. Trap doesn't get <laughs> any support. And we have a fucking, there's the first uh, F bomb. We have a fucking defensive midfielder as one of our primary center backs. That, should not happen ever I know that I know that the tr- I know that they're trying he's trying to make a career change sort of through Hutter Ilsonker. but I I still don't see how he, he he's made improvements here and there but I, and of course going against Royce and and Holland is a totally different situation but he did it last year I don't know what like I just um, him taking steps back Kamada taking steps back I just see that these like these holes indica played probably the best of the three of the three back there i don't understand like i love hinterregger but he is clearly injured and out of shape and like the dude should be sad like i don't i don't understand he looked bad. like so but like systematic. so if we so if they actually get their shit together i feel like that's a three two game and you know yeah i I think we have a we go for a standing shot at winning the next one i I don't know i i feel like we're close mm-hmm. it, but <laughs> it just might be the rosy lens of the beginning of the year. The other part that we as we were talking before the podcast started was uh with Shalka. <laughs> and like man like i don't like we don't need a. I, I, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say any more than on that. than than that. I'll just. <laughs> I'll
0: leave it there. So here's here's a here's a possibility. I mean, this is way that I would possibly have played, knowing that you would get Dortmund's best, freaking, attack sure. thrown at you, and one of their very best midfielders will play uh, at the heart of defense in Axel Witzel. Um. Like for me, I would have wanted to play at least one, if not two, defensive midfielders, knowing that we're gonna get hit on the counter and best kinda have more bodies back there. And it felt like Hinterega, Ilisanka, and Diga were just kind of running all over the place. And if we had two defensive midfielders, you know literally Mm -hmm. has if you throw if you Yeah, okay, so Rota was out. So this counter that with, you know, having as much as Tuta was subbed off and they're trying to work on him. Throw him right back out into the line of fire. Him, Hinty, Indica right there in the defensive three, but throw in two defensive midfielders in the center. Kind of pull one of your attacking midfielders, have them drop back in. Um I would think almost uh have Kamada kind of uh, be the guy who draws back in. I mean, three, two, three, one, one might have been able to mm-hmm. make this to counter them correctly, but you know we're talking a lot of ifs, ands, or buts here, gentlemen. Right. Yeah. Um, we've actually been talking quite a lot about this patch, and I'd like to get to <laughs> some of the other talking points. Uh, Chris, I think you had the right idea. We should have gone right to hashtag what are we drinking, so why don't we do that now, and I'll let you lead that that uh, charge. Uh, what are you drinking now or these All days? Right.
2: So I had to switch things up. It mm. was time to change the lineup a wholesale switch. <laughs> um, I got off are you whiskey. A, you you off.
0: sound like a Detroit Lions fan when you say that. <laughs>
2: Uh Yeah, I make a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I'm on red wine tonight, uh, and I'm going to butcher this, even though my French is improving. I'm back on the good wine, Brian, that we've talked about. Mm. Chateau Smith Lafite, Lafitte, uh, vintage 2016 from Bordeaux. The finest bottle I've purchased in many years, and I need it after the way that we played this weekend.
0: Actually, I know of that mm. one. I've actually
2: had it. Solid stuff,
0: solid stuff. And I usually don't comment on other people's uh, hashtag what are we drinking's, but good choice, man. Good choice. I'll let Brian in Houston uh, go next as our uh, uh, kind of join join us as a panelist for the first time. Brian, what are you drinking, or what have you been drinking?
1: <laughs> well, if you ever ask that question and you know me, there's usually only one answer. So I'm having a nice Texas beer. A uh, Shiner Bock and uh, Very nice Always Always representing the nice Texas beer Hell
3: yeah
0: Alright and that uh Shinerbach That is a In case anyone wants to know That's from Shiner, Texas And uh, from the pre-prohibition era Is when that brewery was founded So uh, I know that beer very well And uh, my old man when he went to the University of Texas uh, Said that was The only beer that they had there So Kind of connection with that one. And uh, an endearing one at that. Nathan, Brewmeister,
3: what do you got? Beers are still fermenting. Damn it. Drinking coffee tonight. Just, uh, you may have guessed earlier with my razor. It is, there. It it is kind of a margin rough. season though, bro. It's close. It's not there yet. Uh, I was at KC Beer
0: watching the Eintracht. I swear I posted the two videos uh, on our Twitter feed, uh, halftime and post-match. The Fest Beer has just been cracked open. Mm -hmm. It is flowing. It is good. But that is actually not what I have for hashtag. What are we drinking? I have the Sam Adams uh, Summer Ale. It's the last of it that I have as summer is kind of closing and the grub worms from, te- the army worms from Texas have invaded my lawn. So I need to uh, unwind with good old Sam Adams summer ale and nice citrus wheat on that. If you guys are able to pick up one of the last cases that are available, I highly suggest that you do. Or if it is available on tap, have a go at it. And uh yeah, don't hesitate. Get the big one. You'll thank me later. All right, that's going to wrap it up for segment one of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. We'll be back in a jiffy with segment two in just a moment.
1: Eintracht
0: vorbei, nur du sollst bei Siegen.
2: Eintracht vorbei, weil wir dich alle
1: lieben. Schießt noch ein Tor,
0: den Wigner in den in Kasten sein. And here we are, segment two. Hey, Eintracht Frank Frankfurt is back. And uh, we're recapping our first, we recapped the first match of the season. It went, uh, well, it kind of shifted. a uh, anyways, um, speaking of Eintracht <laughs> shooting in the bed, uh, some of the teams did that in the Bundesliga. But Brian, uh, as we are just having you on to the podcast for the season, I meant to ask, what are your feelings on the Bundesliga? Uh, who's going to finish where when, when it comes to the important things? Who's getting relegated? Who's getting uh, Champions League and winning and lifting that, they, what they call the uh, – was it Salad Plate? The, the Meister Schala,
3: The Meister Schala. Yeah,
0: that's what the trophy name is. Anyways, Brian, what are you feeling for the rest of the uh, – for everyone finishing in the Bundesliga? You can even throw out where Eintracht is going to finish despite our uh, 33 matches still left to go.
1: <laughs> well, I I, mean, I don't see how anybody overtakes Bayern this year again. You know – Dortmund maybe have a shot. I don't think Leipzig are going to have enough to get there uh, in the end, even with the addition of Silva. But I I still think... Especially if they play
0: Mainz every weekend. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, At at the end of the year, I think it's Bayern again, as much as I hate to say that. Um, Champions League spots, I'd have to go with... I mean, Dortmund's obviously got to be up there. And I think Wolfsburg... Is gonna make another good run at it. Yeah. Um, see, so we've got Bayern, Dortmund, Wolfsburg, and for the the fourth spot, I would put Leipzig in the fourth spot. I think they fall a little bit this year, but not not all the way out of the Champions League spot. Uh, I said in my uh, in my in my preseason uh, write up for Eintracht this a uh, couple weeks ago that I I think they come in fifth. Actually, mm-hmm. even despite what happened on Saturday, I still think we have enough ta- uh, enough talent to finish where we we did last year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think fifth is a is a like is a is a realistic position for him this year. Being that we have, a, a, I know we had a lot of turnover, but ten of the eleven starters on Saturday were were here last year. You know. And uh and and Rota, Rota didn't play because he got hurt right before the game. I think if you bring Rhoda back, and especially if we can pick up another you know, at the next transfer window or before, you know, before too late, if we could pick up another defensive midfielder somewhere along the way, I think we'd be just fine. Um and for the last Europa League spot, I'm actually gonna go with uh with Freiburg. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yeah. I I don't know why I like them this year. Join the club,
0: bud. Join the club.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I don't know why I like them this year, but um and now I can't think of the name. The guy they picked up today. Uh Eggestein.
0: Maxi Eggestein. Yeah, 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 yeah. With
1: a, with adding Eggestein, like I like their club. I always liked Freiburg. I think they always punch a little bit above their weight. And uh, I think Mm -hmm. they've got something this year that they could vault them into the sixth spot. I also do that because there is no way I'm putting Gladbach in the sixth spot. (laughs) (laughs) And the the other team that I've, for some reason completely gets under my skin and I can't stand is Leverkusen. And so I don't want to put them up there either. They can have Mm -hmm. the, uh, What's the... 7th place. Yeah, the... The Conference League. They can Which go uh, to the Conference, conference. P- League. And I want Berlin to always be bad. Like, I, Hertha Berlin, I don't... Like, for some reason, everybody always loves them, and they're like, oh, if they can just get the right guy in there, yeah, well, Hertha, you can go down to, like, the 12th spot. Um, <laughs> relegation? I I don't know how, like... I don't know how, ba- How like, Bacham makes it. I don't know how they stay up. Um Shame you know i I don't think they have enough to really keep up there's a a few teams that i I'm tempted to put down there um and that one's kind of like the relegation spots are actually kind of harder for me this year, but I would go with Bauckham. I'm kind of thinking this might be the the year Augsburg gets clipped um especially after watching them lose four nothing Really, and uh and and Firth didn't have such a great debut either, you know, losing five one that they did. So they got they got hosed. Yeah. So those would be my three my three teams fighting the relegation spots. Okay.
0: There we go. There we go. Hey, I at least have someone else uh, who thinks that the Freiburg can surprise everyone because they lost nobody mm-hmm. from last season, and they're only buying, mm-hmm. up. and they've added depth from. Guys who were killing it at the Reginald League level, who are just, you know, they were U23 guys, and they can provide depth. This is a team that just promotes youth. I think this is the year that Freiburg uh, makes a real f- run at the Europa League. And, uh, yeah, I'm like a in Houston. Stadium. It's going to happen for Freiburg
2: doesn't
1: happen. I think uh, Eggestein is a really underrated pickup for them. I think like that's oh, that's huge. a really nice pickup for for Freiburg, especially to me.
0: That sets Bremen back in terms of getting promoted.
1: So yeah, and the way it was a thorn in our side. Too. That's a very anti-Freiburg move. Like yeah. that's a very aggressive move for them too. So <laughs> like I when I read that today, I was really interested or intrigued by it because it doesn't seem like something they normally do.
0: Uh well, you know what? Bremen's loss is Freiburg's gain. Um that kind of being said, uh the kind of other matches that were of note. Um yeah, Hoffenheim just hosed Augsburg. I mean uh, we'll we'll hear um later in the week I've got a little uh, there'll be a little uh Twitter uh social media special uh interview that I will be posting uh, with an Augsburg fan about Eintracht versus Augsburg, but yeah, some of the other matches that just caught my eye. If Bochum didn't have the right card, I think that they probably could have taken Wolfsburg. I kind of look, I just don't really fancy Wolfsburg in this sort of capacity, especially when you know they're just going to make six substitutions, just not even think about it. Anywho, <laughs> uh, I think Hertha is gonna the way that Hertha lost to Cologne. I think almost that, like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't played at an emotional club like Cologne, uh, I think Hertha probably would have gotten a point out of it if they had played at a Mainz or Bielefeld or an Augsburg. I think that they would have gotten points out of it, but there are certain emotional clubs, Eintracht is one of them, where you you know, you're just not going to be able to hit it. And, uh, God, Sunday was just so much fun, guys. Watching Mind Speed Leipzig, which I almost had to ask the questions like, you know, Bo Svensson and Minds. I mean, are they taught like? Can they finish above twelfth? And just before we get into our rumors, like. That was one of the matches that I probably found the most fun to watch just because you saw Silva struggling because he didn't have a hostage feeding him. Leipzig just trying to find their way. And Mainz got the goal and just said, you know what? You can try and beat us. Just try. And I really thoroughly loved it. I know I'm talking about Mainz, but honestly, with the way that Mainz played last season during the spring, that's a team that... You know, that that coach is not going to be there very long. He's going to get, he's going to, he, yeah. like Tuchel before him, will be pipped, uh, for, picked up for another big job. I kind of wonder where you guys think Mike's is going to finish because that was a real fun match to watch at the weekend.
2: Brian, I think that you hit it on the head. We don't want to be nice to Mines ever, um, <laughs> but <laughs> their defense. <laughs> their defense against a a very solidly good Leipzig offense. Um they were as good as any defense we saw this week. So uh I don't know if they can score enough goals to be a top half of the table team. Um yeah. but they got a defense to stay
0: so far enough. away from relegation. And the
2: offense their offense was phenomenal. In that one match, though. It's match day one, even though we're all upset, and angry, we have to remember it's match day one, mm-hmm. and water will find its balance at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true.
3: That's true. Mainz is Mainz.
0: This weekend, got a few good ones, in case anyone was wondering what's going to be coming down the pike, outside of Eintracht uh, versus Augsburg. Um, Friday's really a killer, guys. Uh, Leipzig versus Stuttgart. Look, Stuttgart hosed for the and they didn't even look like they were trying too hard. Freiburg versus Bayfow Bay, you know, on Saturday alongside our match, I think is the other kind of fun one to watch. Um, then I, I think Sunday is kind of boring. Cause I think it like, I mean, I guess if you want to think one of them is fun, it's going to be Hoffenheim versus Union. Cause I think Cologne is just going to get hosed hard by Bayern. But, uh, Totspiel. In the United States, it's going to be on ABC. Alright, they want to show uh, Gladback and Leverkusen. Good on them for that, but yeah, pretty <laughs> decent slate for the weekend before uh, um, for, to get our Bundesliga uh, taste buds salivating. But boys, there's a lot of, before we get into Eintracht versus Augsburg, real quick, um, there's Rumors abounding about everything when it comes to the Eintracht. We're, look, we're an emotional club. We want to talk about anyone and everyone that could possibly leave. Uh, there's, uh, you know, people saying that uh, Amin Yunus is all about leaving for the Gold Coast to play in Saudi Arabia. Hey, you know what? If he wants to increase his pay by double, you yeah, know, I mean, I don't think any of us would really. Uh, if we were put in the same position, I don't think any of us would really critique him so hard if we were put ourselves on his shoes. But it is kind of a shame that, you know, he just has not felt the love under Glasner. Um, There are uh, Paciencia. looks like he's going to be leaving on loan. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for him as a striker. Um, How are you guys feeling about these possible exits? Uh, Nathan, I'll let you go first.
3: I feel like a lot of these, at least from a rumor perspective, have been around for a while. Um, so honestly, like I'm not shocked uh, because of uh, Europa Play that Suber might be on the move. Um, it is admittedly a little irksome that his agents like talking out of turn, like saying, "Yeah, he's leaving. He's leaving Frankfurt." Before anything has even been said, it, just, it that feels kind of a slap in the face, but. Um, as you said with Jonas, like, maybe there's some uh, interesting dynamics going on and it changing within the the front office and the the player structure that wasn't there last year that is yet to work itself through. Um, it does seem weird. Yeah, Paciencia, I I never really saw him as part of like a part of like the core part of the team. Anyways, the past two years, obviously he was gone last year. This was with Schalke. He didn't impress there. Uh, that kind of put me put put me put my heckles up when he came back so uh, in the preseason he looked okay but I don't really it just doesn't for for whatever reason he doesn't really fit in my opinion with Glossner's system too well so yeah let's move him on Um, yeah I don't I don't I I forget who he was linked with uh, in the second league but
0: was' it uh was it yeah. Hanover,
3: or am I thinking of um, Dusseldorf? I can't remember who it was, but yeah i mean i'm I'm kind of bummed. It's kind of like an end of an era we're we're cycling through a lot of players that were here for a while or here while we had some success, so it's kinda of, kind of sucks to see him see him go Subar really never fit into the club right now. he's not going to get any more time with Kostic over there and us filling in with that filling in behind him with Hauga and um, so yeah, yeah, we need to move. We need to like, as Brian said earlier, we need to focus on some defensive uh, purchases and it does sound like these might afford us some new transfers who are who are rumored as well.
0: Exactly. And it's not like there's any takers in Portugal, sadly, which is a shame because I think that, you know, maybe going back to his own country might be able to, Get him a yeah. career reset, but if there is any league, I mean, COVID has hit the biggest. In has hit every league there is, and let's be real. If you've got Porto and Benfica that don't even make the Champions League, uh <laughs> you got Sporting Lisbon, uh, or Sporting, yeah, as they are known, uh, as the lone Champions League uh, team because they won the cha- championship there. Those guys are the none of the big three are picking him up, and that leaves it slim pickings in uh Portugal. Lo- always enjoyed that guy, but hey, you know what? Gotta move on uh with life. Yeah. Uh any, any uh Chris, Brian, I'll kinda leave you guys to pick over the rest of the corpses unless you guys wanna get started on uh the rumors in.
2: I'll I'll just say one thing. I I have a love hate with this club when it comes to their concepts for squad building and transfers. And I don't like the way business has run in the past. But uh, we kind of have a new regime here, and I don't know what their direction is. I feel, I, I trust that someone there knows the board is very well informed, I'm sure. But from the outside looking in, it looks like a whole lot of chaos. Like we were kind of caught. Um, yeah. With our hands behind our back, we got punched a few times, and now we don't know how to get up off the mat. That's the impression I get. Like, let's react to a bad start by going too far in the direction of get rid of this guy and that guy, and so I'm not That's focused true. on one particular move as much as I hope somebody has a big picture plan in mind.
0: Anything, anything, Brian? Yeah, Before I mean, we get into the moves. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm kind of right there with
1: Chris, like. Like, all these rumors, all off season, are just swirling around, and it seems like every time we get a week farther, it's like somebody else's name pops up, you know? First it's yeah. Kostic and Indica and, and Kamada, now it's Eunice and, and Paciencia, and, you know, at, at some point we've got to be like, we're about to have a really heavy schedule and we need a deep squad rotation and we got to keep some of these guys. You know? And uh to me it's really frustrating. Like, if we leave if if Paciencia yeah. goes, okay, that like I get it, but like what's the backup plan? Because we need a backup striker.
0: Vinicius. <laughs> Vinicius, the boy is a unit. Um as I got from uh one of the guys who run a Portugal uh excuse me, a, a Benfica based blog reel to kinda provide me with a four one one on what exactly makes this guy freaking tick but you know big strong quick left foot to you know amaze everyone word for word uh, from the from Davatronic 5000 who runs one of the uh, uh, Portuguese uh, runs a uh, planet Benfica and uh, you yeah, uh, know authoritarian when it does come to all things Benfica I like. I mean, he he did good for Tottenham coming in primarily as just a guy who was just a like what they thought was going to be a like-for-like like replacement for Harry Kane, uh, the England captain who scored multiple goals for uh, Tottenham and England over the last what six, seven seasons. That the guy has been kind of going at it and. Really, they, 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 they didn't feel the need to buy him as a kind of backup. And I'm pretty sure those guys probably are feeling like, whoops, uh, missed the boat on that considering the fact that he's possibly making a move to Manchester City that still is on the cards. And I mean, you know what? Those English clubs can all stick it, especially if they want to take Zuber away because um, we need a costage backup and... I prefer him to, like, put him in the center of the pitch, put him on the left. The, the boy did wonders for the Swiss, and, uh, yeah, when it does come, I mean, there are rumors that a defensive midfielder is coming in. Do we have a name, boys? Do we have a name? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. But the defense is what we have talked about the most. Um yeah. You know what? We've kind of gone over the the transfer saga. We've done it, I think, each of the last three or four podcasts. You know what? Let's (laughs) just talk about a match (laughs) that we think we might actually be able to win, shall we? Let's. Eintracht, Augsburg, ESPN Plus in the United States. Uh, Of course, Sky, Bundesliga, you know, elsewhere, is going to be showing this match. Eintracht is going up against a team that got, like I said, uh, hosed uh, and the last match day. I mean, Hoffenheim, who they faced, just destroyed them. But I will remember that when it does come to these matches, um, we're not light for goals. Each of the last six, for example, uh, yeah. e- the, the winning team scores at minimum two. And I kind of like our chances because I actually thought when Bore did have one or two moments, and when I say one or two, it literally was like two. um, He actually, you know, drew in the defense. And I think with an Augsburg, if he draws in the defense like he did with Dortmund, um, they're not going to have the defensive cover to uh, make good against tract and Kind of like it against these guys. We can we can do good. I think we have the team to be able to make the decisions. Uh, God, Klausner. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the hell is going on in his head just yet. I'm still trying to crack that. Um, he's not as easy to predict as Adi Hutter or Niko uh were, and I'll say this much. Look. Augsburg has made a couple changes. Uh, they brought back Marcus Weinzel uh, to be their manager. Um, but this Augsburg team, it's its not fun to watch whatsoever. This is a... There, there's a, there's an English media saying that can you win on a rainy night in Stoke? Uh, can you win... The equivalency would be Augsburg, but the very moment you take them out of their element, they just are shown to be weak af and this is a team that should be way better way more of a cohesive unit and they're just going back to the well and this is a team that is gonna be dropping and dropping fast this is a team who the eintracht can take advantage of because despite the fact that they might be good at defending you know your set pieces you know, work, uh, being able to defend through the air. You know what? We have a lot of tricky players uh, at the Eintracht. You know, like Chris mentioned, our substitutes who did come on, uh, Jans Ptahauk, uh was really exciting. Uh, Lindstrom, who, well, let's be honest. I don't watch the Danish <laughs> league whatsoever. Chris, you do, if we just basically put our substitutes in the starting lineup alone, I honestly think that we will rip Augsburg to shreds, and I will be the happier for it. And so will my ticker at that. <laughs> so, Chris, I will go right to you first, and one then them will go Nathan and Brian, respectively. What are you thinking that we're going to get an outcome here, prediction-wise, and uh, how the team will... Shape up, and what we'll see.
2: I think we're, I mean, clearly on paper we're the better team, performance-wise. Both teams got blown out in week one, us to mm-hmm. one of the best teams in the league, that can't be argued. Uh, Hoffenheim, while well, putting up you know decent results, um, they just destroyed Augsburg. It was domination end to end. I didn't
0: even think. I'll, I will. I will interject. Like, yeah. Hoffenheim was always injury-prone or had COVID coming out their ears. And I will put out the uh, the XG, 0.56 for Augsburg, 3.46 for Hoffenheim. And in case anyone's wondering, uh, the respective uh, by Eintracht was 1.64.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And we went up wow. against a team who just Oof. was overwhelming us. At all
2: times, right, right. So we were overwhelmed by a good team. They were overwhelmed by, and a, a better than average team, I'll say. Um, but I think we have a, a very distinct advantage this week. the The domination that we have had at home the last few years, you know, there's nothing better than a Vault Stadium with with fans in attendance, twenty five thousand you know, only. I wish incredibly. It was We played there well last year with nobody there, which I didn't see Mm -hmm. happening. Um, But I just think that there's so much emotion. We saw home teams come out and just, you know, they they didn't all pull it off, but they all looked passionate and motivated. And, damn, that's really what we need more than anything right now. Truly, honestly, as much as I'll be upset if we lose, what I want to see more than wins and losses this week is a team that's motivated Just come out and look like you care to be there. Throw a little bit of, you know, throw a little bit of energy into your play. Don't go through the motion, you know. I'm going to go with uh, three to one. Three Three to to one one win. We'll find a way to score. And I think it's got to come through uh, Haga. I think he needs to be more involved. Yeah.
0: Let's go with the conservative Nathan in St. Louis.
3: (laughs) Oh, boy. Um. Yeah. Augsburg, I think that they're better than, than what they showed last week. And so are we. Um, so I, I think we'll still see a competitive match, unfortunately, but yeah, seeing 25,000, uh, fans in the stadium will definitely help the team, uh, with, uh, some, some momentum change. So that said, I still don't think we're, we ha we have any answers in the defense. Um, it doesn't see it, It's possible that Rhoda could be back this time, but for the most part, it's going to be the same crew, um, up to the same shenanigans. Maybe Tuta in there. Uh, so I see like Petra Hauga, Lindström. One of those, probably not both of them, are going to get a start. Um, maybe hopefully both of them. <laughs> I'd, I'll say th- I'll say this is going to be a score fest. I still I still don't think we have the defense. So three two. Win, win. All right,
1: Brian
0: in Houston, the author of the Eintracht blog, on the wings of Der Adler. <laughs>
1: All right, what are you thinking
0: for right. Saturday?
1: Well, I never trust games against Augsburg because every time I, I feel confident like we're going to win, Gelson Fernandez gets two yellow cards and we end up losing three one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are on kind of. A Thank one-
0: God he retired. <laughs> Actually, I love I I really thoroughly enjoyed the player and he was a true Eintracht servant.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Gelson Fernandez was one of my favorite guys. It was just you know. One of those games. Yellow card
0: waiting to happen.
1: Yep. Um, But we are (laughs) on a roll against Augsburg. We won our last three. You know, we've kind of rolled them pretty good the last three times we played them. And I know our defense is really shaky. I still think it's good enough to keep them off the scoreboard. Um, So I'm going to go with the win, but I'm going to go a little conservative and say we win 2-1. There we go.
0: There we go. All right. I have Eintracht Emmy here who has been sitting... Patiently at my side whilst I've been talking uh, absolute malarkey when it comes to the Eintracht. How are you feeling, girl? You feeling that good? All right. I am I am too. Um, boys, I really think that this is going to be a uh, less than scorefest than you guys think. I actually am anticipating that this is just a 1-0 victory to the Eintracht. I think Augsburg, yeah, I actually think we're going to be able to keep a clean sheet. I think that we take advantage of a goal early. Augsburg just gets frustrated, has a player sent off, and for whatever stupid flipping reason, uh, the Eintracht does not decide to take advantage of its its early match 10-man advan- to 11 advantage. Oh, yeah, you're excited by this. Okay, there we go. There we go. So this is uh, Eintracht and victory from both of us. Eintracht uh, panelist here in here in uh, North Overland Park, Kansas, as she seems to be just smiling, coming from ear to ear. All right, boys, we've made our predictions for the match coming Eintracht versus Augsburg. Um, Brian, where can folks find you on social media landscape of the world?
1: well you can find me on twitter uh twitter is uh at brian gocrest you can also check out my blog like uh brian stated earlier it's on the wings of Der adler uh it's all about eintracht and all my thoughts on uh eintracht frankfurt
0: there we go chris i know you're a busy man in detroit but when you are on social media where can we find you
2: I am on Twitter, at C&D313, and, and the same on our Discord channel.
0: Oh, yes, Discord. Folks, if you have not joined our Discord channel, why not? It is a fun uh, platform for us to always discuss the Eintracht during the match, yeah. and the whole kit and caboodle when it comes to talk about really any uh, foosball that there is, whether that be on the continent of North America, or just the... Or Anywhere in the world, for that matter. We're quite the entertaining folks. Uh, Nathan,
3: where can we find you? You gold trotter, you. <sighs> <sighs> uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at najakwa. But yeah, like you said, with Discord, somebody just uh, dropped in there, said that uh, we're in Lisbon Talking, f- trying to finish a deal that we were just talking about. So, yeah. Oh, good. Um, get all the hot me. tips in there.
0: Uh, that sounds like a Venetius <laughs> G- deal is just about to go down. And, yep. well, okay, maybe not exactly paying that much money. But, hey, you know what? Those guys are broke as a joke. And uh, now the Champions League is no longer a thing for them. Eh, kind of can't blame those guys for wanting to cash out now. And let's be honest, boys. We are Frankfurt. We are the team that is in the German the financial capital of Europe. Why wouldn't a guy who just wants to play, wants to play on a team that's going to have fans in the stands, why wouldn't he want to come to the Eintracht? Questions indeed. But hey, you know what? When uh, when you're going to be up against it, against a uh, PSV Eindhoven team, I'd get the hell out of that. I'd get the hell out of Dodge, too. And you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at KCSGE. Follow the show, more importantly, at H-E-F-POD uh, facebook.com uh, slash H-E-F-POD And, uh, yeah, you can also drop us an email from time to time. That is hey at, hey, hey, I track at gmail.com So, got all the predictions and got everything down i'd like to thank uh everyone for joining the podcast that's brian chris and nathan and myself uh thanks for listening to this episode 181 of hey eintracht Frankfurt. we'll be back again to talk all things eintracht in the near term future recapping eintracht versus augsburg and um uh, previewing what is to come against Eintracht versus Bielefeld as the transfer window will be drawing to a close. So uh, do not miss an episode. So until next time, tschüss. Hey,